Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! It's noon on Tuesday, January 4th, and this is news that you can use from YAA with your hosts, Ray and Zach. And, well, Zach has one less tooth today than he did yesterday. We're just tuning in. I was playing injured. Now I'm I'm healed. Yeah, he's out of health and safety protocols, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Honestly, that was like, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about my surgery in just a second here, but Pops. Yes. Let's talk about used car prices today. That'll be the main focus of today's show, although we also have some breaking news from automotive news. Toyota, for the first time ever. Is it ever? I guess. It's been 90 years. Well, well, uh, let's put it this way. General Motors, for 90 consecutive years. That's almost as old as you are. Uh, Yeah, it's a little older than me. Um, For 90 consecutive years was the sales volume leader in automotive sales in the United States for 90 years. Okay. Not any longer. Yeah. They lost that to Toyota. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. GM sales were down 40. Let me make sure I get the number right. I think it was 43% in the fourth quarter of 2021. That's not good. Um, well, and, and Toyota's sales were up 10% year over year, uh, and General Motors sales were down 13% year over year and 43% in, in the last, uh, quarter. Um, yeah, if you, if you don't know how to, uh, to handle a chip shortage, if you can't figure out ways to mitigate your supply chain issues, uh, then, then, then you can't be the leader anymore. Yeah, so we'll come back to that story in just a little bit, but it plays into what we're seeing on the used car market. But Pops, for today, I just want to share with everyone, we're starting a new page back on the Join YAA website where you'll be able to keep track of used car price trends all throughout 2022. So as you guys know, every single week, we update with the latest data from BlackBook, Edmunds, KBB, Cox Automotive, CarGurus, like we look at all the data on used car prices, and we did this all last year. If you went to resources, blog, and if you scroll down to used cars, somewhere on here, used cars, used cars, you can find all of the previous pages. This year, what we're going to do, Dad, is it's one page. Used car price trends for 2022, and every week we'll come in here and we'll update it. And like I even said here, just bookmark it. I thought what we do today, Dad, is just quantify what the heck we saw in 2021 and some of our expectations, what we're reading, what we're seeing, and what we're thinking about going into 2022. How does that sound? Um, well, uh, it's your show, buddy. It's our show. We do <laughs> yeah, but, but you're the director. I just do what you tell me to do. So let's start here, Dad, which is depending on who you talk to, Mm-hmm. Retail used car prices were up anywhere from 32 to 36% last year. And I went ahead and I actually grabbed the data from Cox Automotive. I don't know if you had a chance to look at this, Dad. But here's the month over month change in used car prices for 2021. December, most recently, and I know you read the U.S. News article, over $29,000 for a used car. That's the average transaction price. Yes, Yes, the average transaction price is, is in excess of $29,000, which means that fully half of the households in America can no longer afford the 
cost of an average priced pre-owned car. Yeah, which is mind-boggling. And it's also put upward pressure on subcompact cars and compact cars. I mean, we tracked that all last year, and it seems like that's going to be the same story this year. You're going to see the most pressure on your cheap cars, which are no longer cheap Wait, cars. There's there there's no such thing as cheap cars. Um, there are cars that are less expensive, but they are no longer cheap. And the likelihood is that there will be no what we would call cheap cars, starter cars for your kids uh, who are graduating high school or attending college. Um, you know, the pressure, the financial pressure on people to be able to afford cars is uh, it just in many cases becoming way too much. Uh, you know, people just find it extremely difficult uh, in order to uh, navigate getting a car in today's market uh, at, at what was normally considered a reasonable price or the, an economical price. Yeah. And now the only reason, the only like, maybe it's not the only reason, but one of the primary drivers for why cars are still being bought and sold at these astronomical prices, used cars, is because access to credit is really, really, really available. Like yes. now more than ever before, can you go get approved? I think the average loan term, uh, the data from TrueCar, they were saying was 70 months. And, you know, the automotive news data that we look at in the JD Power data pack set up as well, 70 month loans on an inflated price used car. I was looking at the data, Deb, because it's not only retail prices that we track on, on the used car side, but it's wholesale prices. Yes. And, and obviously the retail prices kind of track the wholesale prices. And we've seen a bit of a plateau. You know, we've seen wholesale prices and retail places, prices kind of plateau. We've talked about this before on the show. What I think we're concerned about is when wholesale prices start to drop, that doesn't mean retail prices are going to start to drop. Retail prices usually, usually, uh, uh, we, we see the trends in used car prices six to eight weeks after the trend in wholesale prices. And sometimes, Zach, we never see a downward trend at all. Um, even though the wholesale prices might decline slightly, um, there there have been times, at least during 2021, where there was no corresponding downward trend in the retail pricing. And then, obviously, in the second half of 2021, things went absolutely haywire, um, and the values uh, uh, of these cars uh, were skyrocketing. I mean, in in appreciating in ways that we've never seen automobiles appreciate before. Um, and, and considering the fact that they're supposed to be depreciating assets, not appreciating ones, um, it, it, it's just, it, it's just mind blowing what we saw last year. And when you have almost a $7,000 increase in the average transaction price from January until December, that's nowhere near normal. I mean, that's just not normal. I, I get things get more expensive, yeah. but not to that degree. Yeah, no, absolutely. And let's be clear about this. Not every type of vehicle is being treated the same. Where we're seeing the most upward mobility, and we put this back on the page, and we'll, we'll keep track of this. Black Book supplies us with this data, and so do some others. I actually pulled in for this this uh, uh, iteration of the page, data from car gurus. Okay? Uh -huh. 
So they showed that from January 1st to December 31st, used car prices were up 34.6%. Again, everyone. Cox is at 32%. Cargo is at 34.6%. Black Book's at 35 and 36%. Everyone's in that range. We've talked about it before. Let's hit on it again here, Dad. Vans. Yes. Up 56%. You know, and it's obviously different across different segments, but Vans by and uh, by by large, by far. By and large? By or, and large. Yeah. We're the big appreciators all in 2021 and likely will continue to be in 2022 if you think about it. What what OEM is talking about how they're increasing their van production? They aren't. Uh, they really, really I, aren't. I can't think of any. Yeah, because they're not <laughs> high-profit vehicles. you know. And, no. and if they're not high-profit vehicles, they're not going to be produced on the new car side. So van appreciation should continue. And I think when it comes to what's going to happen in 2022, we're seeing some stabilization of prices right now. Like, for example, Dad, in the chat here at the beginning, MPEG put this in the chat. My Stinger value with Carvana dropped 6000 last week. And for the first time in months, the book value of it declined significantly. Like, we're seeing a plateau right now. Yes. We absolutely are, to be clear. Not on retail prices, but on book values and wholesale prices. You and I talked about this before the show. Our expectation is that's not a trend. We see this going through spring, actually prices continuing to go up. Then that might be the peak. I, I You know, I, I don't know if and when there will be a peak. Yeah. Um, there, there will continue to be a shortage of pre-owned cars as long as there continues to be a shortage of new cars. Um, dealers operated nationally on less than a million new cars in inventory um, in the United States last month. Okay. Two years ago, that number was three to three and a half million cars that were in inventory. Yeah. They're not going to get back to those numbers, A, maybe ever, or B, anytime soon. Um, there's still projections for seven to eight million vehicles lost to production during 2022. Um, so that even a, a better case scenario would be if there was suddenly two million vehicles, new vehicles in, in inventory nationally. And we're nowhere near that. And until that stabilizes, until there's that increase in available new cars, there will not be an increase in available used cars. I, I, you, you, you're not trading in something if there's nothing to trade it in for. What happens if interest rates go up, Dad? What happens then? Like, how do, how do we reconcile if interest rates increase then? Then it's going to become a bit more expensive to actually purchase those used cars, right? If if interest rates go up, um, if interest rates increase, then um, the cars become even less affordable for more people. If, according to one of the articles that I read, truly fifty percent of the households in this country can no longer effectively afford an average price pre-owned car if the average transaction price is $29,000. Yeah. If interest rates go up, that means it becomes even less affordable for people because their payments go up. I believe the average payment on a 
used car transaction last month was $525 or $520. Okay. That's up like $160 a month over what it was this time two years ago. Um, that's not sustainable for most folks. Yeah. Incomes are not going up at the same rate that we're seeing inflation go up. No, um, no, of that. Yeah. So it just becomes it. It really is going to widen the chasm between those who can afford things and yeah. those who cannot. Um, and that's scary when the when suddenly it becomes the vast majority of people can't afford these things that 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 doesn't bode well a for the economy or or for the psyche of the american people does it not seem like we're on a little bit of a seesaw here like that's that's kind of how i feel about it is like we're just we're a pendulum right and we've gone a little bit too far in one direction and eventually we're going to have to swing back right is that going to be in 2022 no like what we're seeing right now what we're seeing right now, again, like MPEG's comment at the beginning about his stinger being worth $6,000 less to Carvana. That's true right now in this very moment. That's in part because Carvana's got pressure on them from the yes. fact that they have lawsuits. There is a stabilization in terms of um, book values right now. We have no, no leading indicator that suggests to us that that's a long-term trend. By the time people have tax returns in their hands and like you get out of the month of January and through February, used car prices will continue to go back up. But eventually we're going to have to swing back in the other direction. Like there's no way that you can't. Right. Like I just I can't. Cars can't appreciate 32 percent each year. That doesn't work in our system. It doesn't work. It won't continue. Um, it, it might continue for another year, maybe two years. Um, but eventually, and I think we mentioned it like, um, maybe on Saturday night's live stream, yeah. um, uh, there will be some catastrophic incident that impacts um, the economy that none of us can know about today that none of us have an inkling of today much like two years ago we didn't really have an inkling of what covid was meant to be yeah, of um so that there will be some type of catastrophic event it, it will impact the economy uh stuff will tank um and prices and everything will come down it's yeah. it, it, there, there's always bubbles in in the economy. I mean, it's, you know, we had in the late nineties, it was the tech bubble in stocks. And then it was the housing bubble during the great recession. And you can, you can see that we're kind of sorted headed towards that again. Oh, we're in the bubble, right? Like, yeah, be because, yeah. Because things are just um, overvalued at the moment. And, you know, there's that old saying that what goes up must come down. Um, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if we've swung too far in one direction, eventually we will swing back in the other direction. It just happens. Um, you know, and what what's ultimately going to cause that? I don't know, but it will happen. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can find ourselves in the position to be buyers of things when uh, everything craters. <laughs> I, to be clear, did not expect Newton's third law to make an appearance today, uh, but that was well done, Pops. Um, so here's what I want to do. I actually want to um, take a look here. We're not, you know, you and I have proven our crystal ball 
notoriously fuzzy. Uh, we are far from uh, from experts. I've actually pulled up here CarMax's third quarter uh, fiscal results. Okay, I bet you they were good. They were great, and CarMax is the largest seller of used cars in the United States. So yeah. I want to I want to look at some of their numbers, and then I actually want to read the CEO's commentary and let's react to this, Dad, because. Okay. He's got to know what's what's their CEO's name. I forget what his name is right now. Uh, Nash. Yeah, Bill Nash. He knows more than we do. He's got okay. access to more data. Is, is he the brother Steve Nash never I don't speaks about related? Now. I don't think they're <laughs> net revenues of eight point five billion, which was up nearly sixty five percent year over year. Net earnings for per the value, quarter for that quarter for that quarter. Yep. Yes. Uh, earnings per share were up. They sold 415,000 units, cars, through their retail and wholesale channels, up nearly 30% from the prior year's same quarter, primarily driven by solid execution, the growing demand for our online offerings, ramping inventory and staffing levels, and the continued success of vehicle sourcing directly from consumers. They talk about that right here. Retail used unit sales increased 17% to a third quarter record of 227,000 vehicles. That's insane. They sold 227,000 cars directly to consumers. What's even more impressive, their wholesale business was booming, Dad. Well, sure. Their wholesale business was up nearly 50%. They sold $187,000 through their wholesale business. No, 187,000 vehicles. Vehicles, thank you. Now now, now think of this for a second. They desperately need cars, okay? And there were 187,000 cars that... Well, they discovered just through minor checking that they were pieces of poo and they were able to wholesale them off to other dealers who didn't care because they need to get their hands on inventory. And then look at this. The gross profit per retail used unit was $2,235 and gross profit per wholesale unit was 1131 The increase on the retail unit was pretty small. The increase on the used unit was huge. It was 25%. Pretty good. On the wholesale unit. That's incredible. And like you said, Dad, how does uh, CarMax source inventory? Directly from consumers. They bought 383,000 vehicles, a 91% increase versus the prior year's same quarter. That is insane because just like you said, they're buying cars from people, then placing them in their other cars. The ones that they don't want, they send to auction and they make more money there. It's just like their business is incredible, but like, you can see the wholesale side of their business was actually really the, the biggest, brightest spot. Yeah. The, the, the commentary really quick, and then and then we can hop out of here. Our, this is from the CEO, Bill Nash. Our solid execution, customer-centric omni-channel strategy. You you use that phrase a lot. You and, know, I, I, I think that that even occurred in one of my dreams last night, that uh, I, I was uh, omni-channel dreaming. Yeah. Our top-line momentum continued into this corner, and we achieved record levels of third-quarter unit sales in both retail and wholesale, generating all-time record revenues. We also bought more cars from customers than ever before. We are excited about the opportunities ahead of us and believe that by delivering the most customer-centric experience in the industry, we will be able to sustain, we will enable sustainable growth and create meaningful long-term shareholder value aka there's nothing negative in there they're like yeah how, how many title issues do they have just exactly you know they, their operations are tight and they're saying you know what this is going to continue to be a hot car market well and their operations are tight because you know they, they they've been in business close to 30 years or over 30 years and and you know they have the processes and the procedures in place um they were prepared for growth 
um, and they knew how to handle it. And then they, and and they truly have their, I mean, their whole sales strategy has been to be customer centric from day one. The price is the price. There's no haggling. There's no arguing. It's we're going to make this as simple as possible. Um, which, when you think about it, well, is is the way it should be. Um, you know, and and so others have tried to follow suit. Um, but they're just not able to, it, it's, it's like being in the hotel business and saying, I want to be like Ritz Carlton, but I just don't know how to do it. Um, you know, and that's what the others, you know, like Carvana and Vroom and Shift and the others, you know, they, they say we want to be like CarMax, but they really don't know how to do it. They're they don't have the processes and the procedures in place to be able to do it. Yeah, I hear you, pops. So I actually want to I want to uh, toss something out to you really quick. As many of you know, we launched our YAA car search, and I think a fun little thing to test here, really quick, Dad, just to like kind of like quantify how challenging the market is right now, is would it be would you be okay? Can I share my screen and like let's try and find a car for under ten thousand dollars? Let's spend no more than a couple minutes here, but I just want to see like what actually is out there for under ten thousand. That that's that's on dealer lots because yeah. that's what we can pull up. Yeah, does that sound good? Yeah, yeah sure. Right, um, yeah, it's it. You know, you might want to do a nationwide search because it's probably not going to pull up all that many cars. <laughs> I'll do I'll do 500 miles outside of my zip code. So we're going to okay. say uh, the total price has to be less than ten thousand. Okay. And yeah, we can do either like nearest distance or what do you think? We should maybe do like highest price first because that's probably going to be the nicer ones. Yeah, mileage <laughs> lowest. Wait, let's see. <laughs> Oh, it's going to show me a bunch that have no miles listed. That's a shame. Yeah. It's got no miles. All right. Let's do, let's do, let's just do nearest. We'll continue to do nearest. Oh, 141,000 miles on a 2008 Mini Cooper. What do you think? For eight. Uh, what do I think? Before. You know, that, that, that $7,000 asking price, after you buy it, you're going to be spending another $7,000 to get it to really keep working. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's got either the, I think it's a Chrysler or a Peugeot engine in it. They were, you talk about pieces of poo. Um, wow, and look at this price history, Dad. Like, the price history on this Mini has actually increased because of the appreciation in the market. That's insane. Well, of course, and and trust me, um, that car is not worth anywhere near $7,000. Um, you know, the Minis, the, the original Minis like that, um, you know, they started to deteriorate at about 60,000 to 70,000 miles. Um, okay, so double that. Now, my guess is nobody's taking care of the maintenance that's required to keep it running. And it's going to cost a small fortune to to keep that car um, on the road. Yeah, yeah. And, and I say it as, 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 you know, a miniac, as a yeah. mini person who, who loves the car, but I know better than to keep one once the warranty expires. 1999 Nissan Altima. Uh, my first car was a 1999 well, Nissan Maxima. I was going to say it looks eerily similar to the, to that Maxima that we sold to car CarMax a few years back for, uh, I think it was twelve hundred bucks when we sold it to them. And this, look at this—the the out the door price on a nineteen ninety nine Nissan Altima right now with seventy one thousand miles is going to run you about six grand. 
I find it hard to believe that it has 71,000 miles. <laughs> Perhaps it does. Maybe they got a photo of the odometer. I'm not sure. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. If it stopped at some point, who knows? But I think this just goes to show you. I mean, if you're trying to find something under a $10,000 price point. It's hard. You're not going to get anything. You're not going to get anything that's 8 to 10 years old. Okay. You got a 2012 Kia Forte. Oh my! Okay. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. I bet you this Mercedes for okay. So you get the picture. It's just mind-boggling what's going on out there. That Mini, I would definitely, you know, not touch with the ten-foot pole. It's it's really incredible though that they. That's the reality of if you want some of those more attainable price points, and and we kick the show off with this, Dad. It's because of what's going on in the new car side. And that, that is kind of like the breaking news of the day, which is GM is continuing to struggle. I mean, like mightily struggle. Uh, and their market capitalization reflects that. Uh, the fact that they've shipped vehicles without core features has been a reflection of that. Like the struggle at GM has been very real. While t- Toyota's done well, Ford, all things considered, has like, some positive momentum. And Tesla is absolutely crushing them. Yes, there there are there are some brands that were able to mitigate the supply chain issues better than others. Um, obviously, Toyota uh, did the best job of all, yeah. um, and and was able to uh, figure out ways to continue to build vehicles, get them into the markets where they wanted them most, um, where they could get the biggest return on their investment, and they've been very successful at it. You know, GM and Ford and Stellantis, they, they, the, the unfortunate reality for those three companies is all three of them talk a better game than they play. Okay. They, they can say in corporate speak, they can say all the right things in, in reality, they, they can't produce, they can't do it. They don't live up to the words that are coming out of their mouths. My 2014 Corolla S was worth five thousand in 2000. Now with yeah, it's worth ten. And that's there's something that's Cuba, okay? That is we are in Cuba. <laughs> oh, there and there's some guy smoking on a Cuban cigar saying, "Yeah, I I I, I can fix that for you." <laughs> <laughs> Pops, let me hit you with the numbers really quick. GM, so as a as a corporation was down 43% for their fourth quarter sales, 45% off at Chevrolet, 38% off at GMC, 35% off at Buick, and 48% off at Cadillac. Nissan was down 20% in the fourth quarter, 17% for the Nissan division, uh-huh. 47% for the Infinity line. And we actually had a, a comment at the beginning of today's show from MPEG. Kia and Infinity released Q4 sales this morning. Kia had a not-so-great fourth quarter, but the year was very good. Infinity posted abysmal numbers again. They are down 72% in sales since 2018. Have you that's ever gotta, represented- as, as, a, as an Infinity dealer, that, that's got to make you feel good. Did you ever represent Infinity? Um, for a very short period of time, yes. Yes, and 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 I I, I must say, um, that in that short period of time that I did work at an infinity store, uh, one of my clients that came in, I did not sell him a car at the time, was a, a young man by the name of Adam Archuleta, um, who now does NFL broadcasts, had been a safety yeah. for the Rams and the Redskins, and uh, is from the uh, uh, Phoenix, uh, Arizona area. 
Yeah, that's actually that's really neat. Yeah, didn't didn't sell him a car, but tried like hell. He pulled up in his Bentley GT. It was, you know, it was like everybody's going, "Who the hell is this?" Well, it turned out it was Adam Archuleta. <laughs> so, pops, the one other newsworthy story that I thought we'd bring up today uh, is actually about Ford. So, they actually uh, announced that they are going to be doubling the production capacity that they're putting toward. 150 lightning ev and they've taken an additional 50,000 reservations since september honestly the 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 news surrounding ford is generally positive i mean like we haven't had a recall that's been like material recently for ford and they are talking about you know getting deeper into the ev game like that's i'm impressed by that headline uh, and knowing that they're they're listening to their customer base at least that's what it seems like well well i yeah i mean if there's if they have 200,000 reservations um you know if i was a restaurant and 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 i i had more reservations than i had tables and i would figure out how to expand the number of tables i have you listen to your customers um you know they've hit on something between the the mustang Mach-E and and the Maverick and the Bronco to some degree and obviously the Lightning, um, they are coming out with things that apparently people want. And if I'm not mistaken, I think over 60% of the reservations, according to Jim Farley, are from people who have never owned a Ford before or a pickup truck before. Well, and lucky for them, it's going to be quite some time before they do. Yeah. But the point is... There's demand out there, and Ford's responsibility is to figure out how to uh, how to be able to take care of that demand. So, yeah, you have to. I mean, Toyota does it; they figure out where to shift production and 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 to be able to do it quickly. And that's what Ford's got to figure out to do. Couple comments here in the chat that I think are worth bringing up. MPEG says 2022 is the year of electric vehicles, and I think yeah, 2022 through 2025 is actually like. This EV renaissance, I think we're seeing. Uh, this is not financial advice. We don't provide that here. But Christopher says stocks to buy in 2022 is Ford Motor Company. And honestly, I kind of agree. Like, I think that don't love all their practices. Yeah. Far, far from it. But I think there's a lot of momentum there. Space says Lightning has no competition right now. I mean, there's the, yes. but, but the Chevrolet Silverado EV is going to be early 2023. And I actually think when I wear my, like, how do you get the best deal hat? Yeah, kind of going to be like BMW and Mercedes, right? Like they're both Chevy and and Ford are going to be like, I need to be the number one selling EV. Yes, I I wouldn't be surprised between tax credits and the competition to be the number one selling EV pickup truck. If in early 2023, there's like actually incentives again. um, Um, Well, there, there, there could be. And and, you know, I mean, Chevy has never been the number one selling pickup truck in America. I mean, it, that, that, that's it's always been, been Ford. that that's been Ford's uh, crowning achievement for years and years and years. Um, uh, but Chevy doesn't want to lose any more ground to Ford, uh, especially when it comes to electric vehicles. So, yeah, I think there'll be some stiff competition there. Um, but right now, for taking reservations, there is no competition, and and. You know, Ford is at least building up a potential customer base for these vehicles. And, you know, hopefully they can figure out a way to get them built and get them in the customer's hands. That's the key. Yeah. So, Pops, let's wrap with one thing that's kind of EV related here and also YAA related here. If you go back to the website and you click on the extended warranty page, obviously you can get a quote from us if you're interested in purchasing an extended warranty. But what I wanted to bring up, 
is the product that we actually have. It covers your EV battery or also hybrid and also the charging station. So if you're out there and you have an electric vehicle and you're concerned about it, or if you're just sitting on and holding onto your car, because as you all know, stop buying cars. Let's go to the website, stopbuyingcars.com. You should stop buying cars because yes. this guy told you to. Um, if you're going to hold on to your vehicle, the YAA extended warranty, super proud that it covers EVs and it's a good, good value. Plus get the quote. You can use it as negotiating leverage between that and the car search. I feel like we're giving people some tools so they can navigate this. But at the end of the day, just it, our expectation for 2022 used car prices right now, a little bit of a plateau. We but it's it go going up. It's 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 they're going to continue to go up. You know, um, do I think that they could go up to the same amount that they went up last year? Could we see another thirty plus point increase? And in, I I would hope not. Um, uh, We're screwed if that happens, Dan. Like well, how how does anyone afford anything if cars appreciate another thirty percent this year? They, well, it, it's just less and less people will be able to afford it, and and the idea behind all this is is to make things affordable enough so that the vast majority can participate, as opposed to just a small minority. Um, so they've got to figure out a way um, to help alleviate some of these upward movements in pricing up up and away in my used car sing us out of here pops um well that would be the fifth dimension up up and away my friend yeah all right we'll be back tomorrow at noon thank you for your time as always pops um i feel so much better i am so happy i got that surgery yesterday that guy it was a magician man it was like two minutes tops it was incredible wow you know i'm I'm still thinking the whole thing was based on misdirection and the tooth is probably still in there but i know i was bleeding <laughs> like there was blood there was well, definitely blood. you know you know i i've i've seen magicians they, they have fake blood they, I, uh, you ever see a movie yeah, yeah. The yeah. Novocaine, man, that shot hurts. That hurts. The Novocaine. Yeah. But I yeah. used the nitrous oxide. It was yeah. kind of funny. Like, I, I was like, is it working? Is it working? And then I just started giggling, and I was like, it is definitely working. Yes. I, isn't nitrous oxide the truth serum? God, I wish I could have been there to ask you some questions. See you here in a couple of weeks? Uh, less than. <laughs> Love you, man. I'll talk to you later. Okay, Zach. Love you, too. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. See yep. you guys. Bye-bye now. Bye. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. soon.